so much more, God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Well, thank you so much for praying for us. We had a great conference last week, and as soon as I get the DVDs, they're in the mail to me, so I will make copies, and we'll have them back here for you to watch. Good, very good messages, and... Uh, Good, very good conference. So, thank you so much for praying for us and while we was there. Amen. And it was a great time. Amen. So, all right. We'll get right in our lesson. Everybody got lessons last week? Nobody didn't get lessons? Um, I was told y'all got your lessons. You didn't get one? <laughs> Christian dress and appearance? Were you AWOL? Well, how you not get a lesson? Amen. All right. Well, last month we was talking about Christian soldiers as a living sacrifice. And Paul says in Romans 12, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is reasonable service. And be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The way we think, that's what it all comes down to as Christians, is the way you think. Amen. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And Paul says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. So a lot of this journey is, is, is all about focus, staying focused. And we may teach a lesson on that someday coming down the road. But, you know, you you got to stay focused on where you're going and what's happening and or, and where you're headed. You know, because if you lose focus, then you lose your effectiveness, you lose your power and your ability. So you want to stay focused on what God is doing in your life. You know, he didn't promise us a rose garden. I'm sure you heard that, you know. But he did promise us, I will not leave you. I won't forsake you. I'll be with you all the way to the ends of the earth. So having these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit and perfect holiness in the fear of God. Amen. So we can have fun in this journey because we know God is with us all the way. Amen. So he's with us. Amen. So, you know, one of the things about serving God is, is just sometimes just sitting back and watching and see what God is doing for you. Amen. And you, you know, it was that old song was when I look back over my life and I think things over. I can truly say I've been blessed. All my good days outweigh my bad days, so I won't complain. You know, all those old songs, you know. So it's a, the Word of God is, is good to us. Amen. So this month, amen, we want to look at this subject from a different standpoint. Christian soldiers and dressing and parents. Amen. And I know I think Brother Miller kicked off last week, but I want to revamp uh, a little bit here. Amen. So Paul says to the church at Corinth in 2 Corinthians 5, 3, If so be that we be being clothed, we shall not be found naked. Now, we can look at nakedness as not having on any clothes, <laughs> or we can look at it also from a standpoint of not having the things of God to protect us. You know, if I have no protection, really, I'm kind of naked. <laughs> this is kind of like what Solomon said in Proverbs 25, 28. He that have no rule over his own spirit is like a city that's broken down without walls, right? So if you look at that from that standpoint, amen, we're, we're talking about dressing and appearance. Now look at, if you would, go ahead and open your Bibles 
Amen. And uh, let's look at uh, John chapter 21, verse 1 through 7. And while you're turning there, you know, a lot of people in the church, as soon as they hear things about dress and appearance, the first thing they think about is outward standards of holiness. Well, you know, holiness is not what you wear. I'm going to tell you this all the time. It's who you are. Okay? Because God says, I am holy. So if God is in us, then that makes us holy. And so therefore, we have to have the holiness of God has got to be inside of us. Amen. You can, you can wear anything you want, but if holiness and God is not inside of you, it ain't making any difference. Amen? So we have to realize who we really are. Amen. And this is what God wants because, as I said earlier, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Amen. And this is what God wants us is to pattern our lives after him. Amen. Now look at John chapter 21, verse 1 through 7. We know here that, you know, that um, Jesus has died. He's resurrected at this point, and he's at the last scene in here. And it says, after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples of the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise, he showed himself there was Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus, and Nathaniel of Canaan and Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter says to them, I'm going fishing. I go fishing. They said unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore by the disciples, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus then Jesus said unto them, Children, have you any meat? They answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast the nets on the right side of the ship, and you shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girded his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked, and he had cast himself into the sea. You know, so here's Peter's naked out in the fishing, all right? <laughs> so he hasn't got any clothes out there. He's fishing. See? And so this is what Paul is basically saying. If we be clothed, we won't be found naked. See? Peter, Peter was, was naked, amen, out there. Let me ask you a question. You ever been invited to a party and you get there and... Everybody's got on suits and ties and all dressed up, and, and you come without a tie or jacket or, you know, you got on jeans or a t-shirt. How'd you feel? You feel naked, don't you? You know, and you feel like you're out of place. You know, like, wow, why didn't somebody tell me what to wear? Well, this is what is supposed to transpire. If you're having a party or something, you're inviting people to your house or whatever, a party, you, you know, you want to tell them what the uniform of the day is. <laughs> you know, as a soldiers, I, I tell you, anytime they're having a military function or whatever, at the bottom, they always tell you, casual or dress or formal. Yeah, you felt like you was out of place. Yeah, and see, and this is what we got to realize, you know, we we can feel out of place, you know. It, 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 you know, it, it, that's why a lot of times when, when people first come into the church and you see how you are dressed, they feel like, 
whoa, I'm naked. I'm, I'm out of place, you know. And a lot of times it's the uncomfortableness because they realize I, I'm not what I'm supposed to be at this point. Amen. And so this is why we, we must realize the importance of our dress and our appearance. Amen. Not in an ostentatious way. We want to be modest in all that we do. When we become Christians, we begin to, to, to change. Amen. As the lesson says, one of the things about a soldier in every country, it's, it's their uniform. It sets them apart from the rest of the citizen in that country. They are recognized as their country's defenders. The church is the uniform service where discipline is judged in part by the manner in which a Christian soldier wear their attire as well as by their individual personal appearance. So it's a sign of discipline. How you dress, how you look, how you conduct yourself is a sign of discipline. We are called to be disciples of Jesus Christ, and so the word disciple is taken from the word discipline. Amen. And we know that discipline is prompt obedience to orders. Amen. We'll get into this in a few minutes. Uh, training that is expected to produce a result. Amen. So therefore, a neat and well-groomed appearance by all Christian soldiers is fundamental to the church and contributes to the building of morale, uniformity, esprit, essential to its effectiveness. A vital ingredient of the church's strength and effectiveness is the modesty and self-discipline that Christian soldiers bring to their service throughout conservative image, through a conservative image, excuse me. So having just that little bit, you can see that it talks about discipline. Say, your, your dress and appearance shows discipline. Merriam-Webster defined dress as to put on clothes and define appearance as the way that someone or something looks. And so when we speak to dress and appearance, we're talking about how one looks and their clothing. Your clothes, your hair, your facial expression, your countenance and posture, all factors into your overall dress and appearance. So during this lesson, we're going to focus on those two important areas of dress and appearance. Amen. And so we just read about Peter was found naked, and Paul says, if so be we would be clothed, we will not be found naked. Amen. Jesus asked the man, as you remember when he was talking about the wedding feast, at the end he asked the man, how did you get in here without what? A wedding garment. Amen. How did you get in without a wedding garment? So it's essential that Jesus is saying there's got to be a uniformity to come to the wedding. See? You know, and so we have to clothe ourselves. We have to prepare ourselves. Our appearance is so important to us as children of God. Amen. I'm not here to tell you what you can and cannot wear. That's not, that's not what I'm about. I'm trying to show us the value and the importance of how each one of us play the important part of building morale and esprit through how we look, and it reflects who we are as Christian soldiers in Christ Jesus. Amen. If we were to look at Matthew 7, 16, let's look at Matthew 7, 16. So while you're turning there, you know, is how do we judge discipline? Remember, part of the meaning was, is the way we judge discipline. 
See? And as children of God, we are to be disciplined. Discipline is defined as training expected to produce a specific character or pattern of behavior. It is prompt obedience to orders. Therefore, if discipline is judged based on one's dressed in appearance, then we can see its importance. It's a sign of your discipline. Amen. You also hear me say that I'm not a judge, but I'm a fruit inspector, right? You hear me say that a lot, right? Amen. So look at Matthew seven sixteen real quick. You shall know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Okay. You shall know them by their fruit. So how does your, the fruit of the Spirit play into your dress and appearance? Amen. Usually your love for something is where you focus your attention more. I see guys walk around wearing their Green Bay Packers jacket and shirt all the time. <laughs> you know? See this guy, he's got on his Green Bay Packer jacket, I'll say something to him, he's, oh man, yeah, I love the Packers. You know? So, it's a reflection. You know, what we love the most, we will focus our attention there. So if I love God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength, then my focus would be towards God, to love Him with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength, and I want to do everything I can to please Him. Amen. I want to present Him in the light so others can see. If we are chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, that we should show forth the praise of Him is called us out of darkness to His marvelous light, then that should tell us that people are going to see what? The outward. What's inside of me is going to be reflected outward. See? So if I love God and I love you, then how I look is going to also reflect that as well. See? So it's how... You remember we had a lesson a few weeks ago about... Loving ourselves? How much do you love you? Not in a prideful and ostentatious way, but you conduct yourself based on how you love you. How you care for you. See? Appearance and, 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 and dress all plays in the physical. You know, we was talking early. Brother Wayne asked me that I still do push-ups and stuff at night like I used to. No, but I need to get back to it because I'm, I'm getting a little flabby, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and my clothes are not going to fit right if I don't watch it, you know. So, you know, because that all plays into it, see. And so, and that's all, <laughs> all comes in a part of my what? Discipline, see. It's all part of discipline, see. And, and discipline plays into my... Dress and appearance. See? So I have to realize this as, as I grow. So you know by their fruit. So the love that I have for God will be reflected in my life. See? The joy. When I have the joy of the Lord in me, then I'm going to go out of my way to maintain that joy, to represent that joy, to present that joy. 
And a lot of times the way people dress and look and their countenance, their posture, all shows whether they have the joy of the Lord or not. See? Because if the joy of the Lord is my strength, then I should be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And if I have the joy of the Lord, then my countenance and my dress, my appearance should all be revealed. See? It's who we are. See? Same way with peace. See? He will keep me in perfect peace. His mind has stayed upon him. The joy of the Lord, amen, is my strength. And so peace, see, the calmness, the serenity in my life, my inner peace, if I have it, will be reflected outwardly. But if I got turmoil in my life, usually I don't care how I look. I don't care about cleanliness. I don't care about, you know, conducting myself. I just... Basically, just let myself go. You know, and I say to myself, what difference does it make? Yeah, you know, I, I get into molly grubs, see, because I don't have the inner peace that I should have with myself. See, so I've got to, to, to maintain the Word of God in me, you know, and know who I am in Christ so I maintain my peace. He'll keep me in perfect peace if I keep my mind stayed upon Him. So how do I keep my mind stayed upon Him? Staying in the Word, prayer, praise. He's given me a garment of praise for the Spirit of heaviness, right? He's given me a cloak of zeal, so I should be praising Him all the time. No matter what's coming my way, no matter what is happening... See, because if I let myself go, then usually my continence, my appearance is going to go with it. See, so we got to realize that. So I got to have that peace and long suffering. How does long suffering play? You know, I got to learn how to wait. You know, consistency. Another, another means of that word of long patience and long suffering is consistency. Stay consistent. You know, yeah, be at church on Sunday early. (laughs) You know, so so we want to be consistent in all that we do for Christ. You know, as we grow in God, there comes a time that I don't need people to keep telling me what I need to do. You know, when I was a soldier in the Army, after a period of time, you know, I learned what the regulations were what I needed to do so somebody didn't have to tell me all the time. Right. I knew what how I was supposed to dress. I, I knew what the uniform of the day was. I knew how to conduct myself. I knew it was okay for me to go above and beyond, not in an ostentatious way, but to present myself as an example of the organization. Right. You know, the military regulation don't say you got to spit, shine your boots, it don't say you got to start your uniform. You know, it doesn't say you got to get a haircut every week. You know, once you, you know, you know, it didn't, it didn't tell you all that stuff, you know. But there was something about the organization that we was a part of, you know, that you just went out your way <laughs> to, 
to, you know, to, to, you know, a lot of times we just did stuff because we just wanted to look good, you know. So we would spit shine our boots, you know. We we put a holly spit shine glass on them, you know. We we take our uniform and we take starch and we iron them over and over, you know, to get those creases in our uniforms and and stuff. And we made sure that our belt buckles when our uniform was holly shine, our brass it looked good and it was shine, you know. You you wanted to represent the organization that we was a part of, you know. You know, and we used to, you know, we used to kid other soldiers that, that, you know, didn't look good or they didn't take a little bit of extra energy. And so we would say things to them when we saw their uniforms like, hey, man, you know, now this is my peers. I wouldn't do it in my privates, you know, but, uh, but like my other NCOs, I would say, you sleep in that uniform last night? You know, you get that uniform out of a duffel bag? Man, you shine your boots with a Hershey bar. What's up with you? Yeah, <laughs> you know, they, you know, we we would tease guys like that, and they knew it was basic corrective criticism, and so they would take their own action to bring themselves out. Now, if they were having problems or going through things in their life, you know, we would be aware of that and we would come along beside them to edify them and to lift them up and build them up to get them back on track, you know. And this is what it's all about. So we have to be consistent in who we are. We're not a Christian on Sunday only, guys and gals, men and women, ladies and, and, and guys. You know, we, we're Christians 24-7. So whether in or out, we conduct ourselves as Christians. We look our best. We are, we are about being about the master's business. So we want to be consistent with what we're doing and what we say and what we're called to do. You know, goodness. If we look at goodness here, amen, and how that applies, amen. You know, our modesty uh, can allow you to see goodness in other people. You know, but on the other hand, if we're unkempt, filthy, it is also reflected. See, and God doesn't want that. Amen. Faith, you can see faith in a people's dress and appearance and continence, whether they believe in God or not. You know, and, and you know, Jesus says all you need is a little bit, right? So if you hold to that, if you have the faith in Christ, then it's going to be revealed. And who you are. You will be able to see. Amen. Because faith pushes you to have a smile. Faith pushes you to, to do more. And to, to look your best. And want to be your best. And you go about to do things. You know that brings joy to you. And to him as well. You know. Can, can the Lord tap Satan upside the head and says, Hey. Have you considered my servant? Yeah. Because you have the faith in the abilities. Amen. Meekness, you know, humility is seen in our ways of our dress and appearance as well. Again, not ostentatious, but, you know, humility, your, your attire, how you conduct yourself, how you live, how you walk, how you stand, all these things began to play 
an important role in you. And your temperance, your self-control. Amen. You don't waste your time in so much things and that doesn't really matter. Amen. You want to make sure that you're disciplined. That's what it's all about. It's God in your life towards the discipline standard. That you want God to be well pleased. That's what you're trying to do. Is you want God to be well pleased with you. You know, and who you are. Amen. Look at Proverbs 24. You on your paper. Proverbs 24, verse 30 through verse 34. Solomon says, I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns and needles had covered the face thereof and the stone wall thereof was broken down. And then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth and thy want as an armed man. What, what is he saying here? What is, what is he trying to get us to see? Laziness? Huh? Laziness, you know? Things is easy. Can can what? Sin can take over. Irresponsibility, inconsistency. You know, not paying attention to what he's supposed to be doing. So look at that. Laziness and slothfulness can easily cause you to decay. Say. You, you have to keep up. You have to stay consistent here. Amen. With, with what you're asked to do. Say, if you get lazy with your appearance, if you get lazy with your dress, it's going to be reflected. You know, it doesn't take a whole lot to, to just let it slide. You know, as my instructors used to tell me in the army, Minor details will make you or break you. It's the little things that get people killed. See? So we want to be consistent here. Amen. When we are doing this stuff, we don't want laziness to be in our portfolio. We don't want laziness to be in as a child of God. See? Because slothfulness can do what? Make the house decay. Amen. Slothfulness is an indicator of a lack of self-discipline. Slothfulness is an indicator of a life of self-discipline. And slothfulness can easily be seen in one's personal appearance. We act the way we dress. Neglect and untidy clothes reflect the neglect in an untidy mind. Think about that. Amen. Let me say that again. Neglect and untidy clothes reflect a neglect and untidy mind. And so you've got things in there that need to get out. Amen. Clean out. Get rid of the uncleanliness. Amen. Get it out of there. Amen. We must remember, as Second Corinthians 6.17 tells us, that we are the temple of God. And the temple is beautiful. And Paul says, for such temple you are. 
Amen. So you always remember who you are. This is what I keep hopping on this year. Holiness is who you are. See? And so you don't want to be lazy. You don't want to, you know, you've got to be consistent with this thing. You've got to stay the course. You've got to stay focused on what the Word of God is asking you to do. This is why James tells us in James 1 to be a doer of the Word and not a hearer only, deceiving ourselves. God's Word is designed to purify us. And this is why First John, what did he say? And every man have this hope in him of seeing God. He purifies himself even as he's pure. Say, our appearance, our continence, all these, our facial expressions, all this stuff that we do reflects who he is. He's in you, the hope of glory. Amen. So we got to remember that. State that in your mind constantly. I am the temple of God. I've been called out. I'm set for a purpose. Amen. You know, your ministry. When you are saved, you may not have a pulpit ministry, but you've got a ministry. Your skills and your abilities that you have, God now desires you to use them for His glory and His kingdom. See? And so you move into that realm of the leader of doing those things that God wants you to do, and you're always out front. You play in a glass house. Amen. Christians are in a glass house, you know, so people are going to watch you. Isn't it amazing, Sister Sue, the devil know what you're supposed to do? You ever see anybody out there to ask you if you're a Christian, they know exactly what you're supposed to do, and they've never been to church? <laughs> Devil always know. See? This is why we have to our address our appearance. All these things reflects who we are. It's amazing to me the number of people that you run into, you probably like me on a day to day basis, and you probably says, Well, I wonder how many Christians I walk by today. See. You know, sometimes people say, Oh, you give too much attention to outward. No. What's inside of you is going to be outward. It's given. You know? Yeah. You know, we beat up the Mormons all the time. But I guarantee you, you know them, don't you? You see two guys walking down the street in black pants, white shirt, and a bow tie. <laughs> you know, you know they're, they're always, whether in America, whether they're in Europe, whether they're in Japan, whether they're ever they are, you will recognize Mormons. <laughs> they 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 have it out there, okay? So, you know, and they always look nice dressed in the way they conduct themselves. You know, they always do. And when we say they don't have the truth, <laughs> you know, so if we have the truth, you know, shouldn't we? Shouldn't we? be a reflection of who he is you know you know we 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 should know these things amen solomon goes on to tell us in proverbs 25:28 he that have no rule over his own spirit is what like a city that is broken down and without walls notice the same concept the slothful is broken down the wall is broken down 
You know, now look, Proverbs 28. If you don't control your spirit, who you are, you know, it can be destroyed. Amen. If we do not have self-control, self-discipline, and self-restraint, it would be real easy for the enemy to destroy us. It can easily destroy you. You have to take control of your life. With the power of God leading and directing you, you know, you you want to you want to you want to hold God. You want to listen to His Word and do what His Word is telling you to do. He has your best interest in heart, but He's not going to hold a gun to your head. You know, He expects us to be obedient to Him. Amen. Ecclesiastes ten eighteen says, "By much slothfulness the building decayeth." And through idleness of the hands, the house dropped through. What is he saying? That's right. That's right. If you're lazy, it's going to fall apart. Yeah? This is why we got to have good health. <laughs> this is why we got to exercise. I know Paul says body exercise properly. Little. <laughs> But it helps. <laughs> it does help us, okay? So you just can't sit back and eat 10 pounds of bongbongs and 10, you know, and, 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 and eat 10 Big Macs and drink a Diet Coke and think it's going to work. <laughs> you know, it doesn't work that way, I'm here to tell you. You've got to discipline yourselves, amen, in these areas of life. You've got to do something. And believe me, if you wait till you get old like me and try to do it, it's going to be hard to do. Amen. You've got to start somewhere to do something, amen, to help yourself to bring this thing into life. You are the temple. Yeah. You know, you know I, I, I remember one of my good pastor friends one time, he was trying to tell this guy about his drinking and stuff, and the guy just punched him in the gut and says, you know, I bet you die before I do. Yeah. So we we have to we have to make sure that we our parents make a difference. See, we have to maintain. Amen. So don't don't be lazy in this thing. You know, if you're lazy, you ain't gonna make heaven. I'm here today. This is war. You know, and so we have to realize that it is important that we be consistent. It is important that we do things uh, that's pleasing to God, and we're pressing towards the mark. Paul says for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You know, Paul used analogies of running a race. You know, and you know, laying aside the weights and the sins that besets us, and running with patience. You know. And so he, he uses all of these uh, analogies of racing and warfare and games and all that to try to teach us how to stay consistent and, and running on. See? And so this is, you don't want to be lazy in nothing you do for God. You want to move forward. You want to be pressing on, you know, in your overall demeanor and everything that you do. Amen. Don't allow your laziness, your house will decay. Amen. You're the temple of God, and, and through our personal appearance, we'll reflect our inward heart and be seen by our outward decay. 
Ralph Waldo Emerson says, it is only when the mind and character slumber that the dress can be seen. Notice, it's only when the mind and character slumbers that the dress can be seen. Amen. So, when you, in other words, what he's saying, when you neglect, it will be seen. When you neglect to do what you're supposed to do, amen. When you neglect your character, you let your character slip, amen. You let the, your mind slip and and start doing things, neglecting to what, be careful about what you're watching and what you're doing, just a little bit, you know, of, of letting your character slide. It, pretty soon, it will start being reflected in your dress and appearance. You know, you, you tell me how people, does, you know, all of a sudden, you know, they're supposed to be filled with the Holy Ghost, they're supposed to be baptized in Jesus' name, and then all of a sudden they get lackadaisical in their prayer lives, they get lackadaisical and they're giving and all the kinds of things and doing the right things for God. And the next thing you know, you see them. The next thing you know, you can't even tell that there was ever a Christian. This is what Jesus says you know, in Matthew. He says, when the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he walked to and fro, seeking a place to rest. And when you don't find any, he comes back, he finds his household swept and garnished, and he goes to get seven more of his wicked friends and bring, and that man becomes... What? Seven states worse than he was before. See? This is why when people backslide, usually you, you, they're in a terrible state. See? And this is what Emerson is saying. Just a slumber of the mind and character. It will reflect in your dress, your appearance, your posture, your demeanor, everything about you, you know, will be seen here. Amen. Paul told the church in Hebrews 6, 12, he says, that you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. See? In other words, don't be lazy, but follow those that's gone before us. You know, look, that's why Hebrews 11 is, is such a, a, a book that to read that build our faith and see what they did and how they kept pressing towards the mark for God. You know, they they chose to suffer affliction with the children of God, didn't endure the pleasure of sins for a season. So what somebody tell you, oh, you wear a dress all the time, keep pressing. Oh, you wear pants all the time, oh, keep pressing. No matter what they say, you know, you are a child of God, you know. They, you know, it, it, you know, you don't want to be like the, the religious people in, in, in Jesus' day. They care more about the praises of man than the praises of God. You know, you need to be the example. Amen. Don't be lazy in these things. Follow them that's gone before you. Amen. You know, they, they had a reason. They had a purpose. They, they, they knew. So we need to follow First Timothy 2, 9. And like men also, the women adorned themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness of bride, that would brought it here, a gold apparel, a costly ray, but which become woman, professing godliness with good works here. Amen. Modest apparel. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. 
So men and women, you know, modesty. This is what you want. You don't want your clothes to be too tight. You know, you, you want them to be right. You know, when I was in the military, when I did inspection of my soldiers, if their uniform was too tight, you know what? You'd lose weight or go buy a new one. That's the way it is. You know? And so that's what we have to realize is that if sometimes the wardrobe got to change, <laughs> you know? because we're representing Christ. You know? We we have to realize these things, amen, in our walk with God. We want the modest apparel. We want to represent him, amen. So don't ever think that laziness does not affect who you are as a Christian soldier, amen. Henry Ward Beecher says, How things look on the outside of us depends on how things are on the inside of us. Think about that. How things look on the outside of us depends on how things are on in the inside of us. Now, we go back to Proverbs 24:30. This is what Solomon said. I went by the house of the man void of understanding, and it was all broken down. See? In other words, he's lazy. That's an indication of what's inside. See? is what is being seen outside. And so this is why it's important that we as children of God and Christian soldiers, amen, conduct ourselves and pay specific attention to the minor details of life. Because we want to represent Him in all that we do. Inward hurts and inward struggles oftentimes appears in our demeanors and our looks. See? And so, therefore, if I have a lot of inward hurts and a lot of inward struggles, and it's going to be seen outwardly, then I need to move towards Christ and do what? Cast all my cares upon Him because He cared for me. i got to let Him take care of those things that I can't deal with. i got to let Him give me the peace, the passive understanding. i got to let Him... Be the joy of the Lord is my strength because I want to reflect him. I want him to be able to take what I am presenting to him and to take it and mold it to, so it will be beautiful. As the old song says, something good, something beautiful, something good. All my confusion, Jesus understood. All I had to offer him was brokenness and strife, but he made what? Something beautiful out of my life. See? And this is why you want, it, this is why, why your appearance and your dress is always a reflection of what God has done and what He's continuing to do. You know, the old song says, He's changing me, my blessed Savior. I'm not the same person I used to be. Well, it's been slow going, but there's a knowing that someday perfect I will be. Yeah? And because God is, you know, it's all about discipline. See? And this is what the Word of God is pushing you to do. It's self-discipline. See? Self-restraint. Self-control. You know, the law was, what? The schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. So now that Christ is in me, I want to do everything I can. To reveal him. 
to a lost and dying world. You know, doing what He's asking of me. Being a representation of Him in spirit and in truth. Amen. And is seen outward. You know, as the Lord told Noah how to build the ark, He says, you pitch it within and without. What was in was out. You know? See? And so, you, you look at all these things that is being brought to us through the Word of God. It's designed to present the picture of Christ. See? We are His people. We are the sheep of His pasture. See? And we want to represent Him in all that we do. So as Emerson and as Beecher said, Amen, we don't want to allow slothfulness and laziness and things get inside of us. Because a lot of times when you look at laziness, this is why a lot of times a lot of inward struggles happen. A lot of inward hurts happen. Because why? We let character slip. See? When we allow the little things we should be paying attention to slip, you know, it can impact who we are. It can impact who we are supposed to be. You know, when we think about David, the Bible says when kings go to war, he's supposed to be leading in the battle. Where was he at? He let character slip. He let his character slip. You know? And it, it affected. It affected. Amen. So we want to make sure that as we, you know, go through this lesson uh, this month and as we're looking at it, you know, I, I want you to look at it from a standpoint of self-discipline. That's, that's what I'm, I'm trying to bring out to all of us here. Like I said at the beginning, I'm not here to try and tell you what you can and cannot wear. That's, that's not the goal of, of this lesson. It is to get you to see who you are in Christ so that you make the adjustments. Because if you make the adjustments based on God's love for you and God's word, it's going to stay with you. But if you do something just because I say do it, yes, there's a, there's a, a reason for self-discipline and obedience to authority. But in the church, it works so much better when you're doing it because God told you to do it. Because it's going to stay with you forever. But if you're doing it just because I say to do it, and you don't have a love relationship with God, you know, it ain't going to last anyhow. As soon as you walk out the door, you're going to be just like you were before. But if, but if you stick with it and love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, you watch. He will show you everything you need to do to be a reflection of Him. And you will be so much happy. You will see the joy of the Lord is truly your strength. Amen. And your countenance, your appearance, and all will be a reflection of Him. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So go back through your lesson there a little bit and look up those scriptures and pray over them and think about them. And hey, just let God show you what He's looking for you in you. Okay? Amen. Any questions?